Emily. Hello. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. How are you doing? Yeah, very well. Great. Thank you. Well, um, first of all, it's an absolute pleasure to be able to, to sit down, take the time with you, um, to talk about everything. First and foremost, though, how are you? How have the last two years been for you? Um, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> I feel yeah, good. Yeah. You know, it's nice to be able to get new music out. Mm. Um, kind of feel like you have a job again in some way. But I've been okay. You know, I think it's a I feel very blessed to have had music in my life over these past two years, especially. Right. Something to focus on, something to channel energy into. Um, so, yeah, I think now I'm just looking at life with a whole new kind of frame of gratitude when everything is kind of pulled from under your feet as it was for yeah, everyone. Yeah, 100%. I think being able to do anything again, I just feel like, okay, cool, I feel grateful. And I feel like I'm appreciating each step as opposed to always having a year's plan or a three months plan ahead. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm just taking as, okay, this is great. You know, who knows what's going to happen yeah, tomorrow? Exactly, who knows man. which next message we're going to get? So I feel it's allowed me to slow down and take things in and be a bit more present. Where were you at, like, mentally and spiritually before this pandemic hit? I think just in a rush, you know, everything mm, was so just, true. you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. rush, so. rush, rush, and once you do that, then you need to do this, and if that doesn't, you know, just kind of in this, you know, chronic panic mm -hmm. without knowing it, you know, you think you're doing a great job, you're like, yeah, I'm getting things done, and I'm mm. ticking this and this off, but really, you're just kind of not quite letting things sink in, so I think compared to where I was two years ago, yeah. I feel quite changed, you know, I feel a lot calmer, and, um, yeah, I feel like I just have a lot more self-awareness in certain ways. 100%. Yeah. Um, um, <coughs> aside from music and over the last two years, how have you been sort of looking after yourself and keeping yourself busy? Um, you're spending more time with my family. Right. You know, I, well, I was living with my family um, when everything kind of happened. And being with my nephew, mm -hmm. spending time with children is so important, I think, because... Mm. Pure. They know so much more than we do. Yeah, you know, we forget yeah. ourselves the older we get sometimes. So just to be grounded again, humbled by a child, I think that's kept my spirit. I feel, I feel like they pick up on things that we don't see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they'll let you know. And literally, I think they know that we've lost ourselves in some ways. Yeah, They're like, yeah. God, I think we just feel sorry for adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> don't we all? Like, why are you just so stressed? And uh. so it's so nice. And he's such a vibrant little boy. So being around him, for sure. And... Uh, Apart from music, yeah, just settling down, reconnecting with my family more, speaking to my mum, going to visit Scotland, We're things kids. that I guess, you know, maybe I'm just getting older and I'm appreciating nature right. so much more. But things like that, I'm like, how can I make myself just be calm? Mm. And uh, after a while of doing the same things, watching everything on Netflix, every, you know, you do yeah. everything you think that might chill <laughs> you out, but actually you just need to be reconnected with Earth in some way. What have you been watching on Netflix? I mean, of course, Squid Games, but <laughs> nightmares <laughs> following, like, three weeks of nightmares later, Bro, I'm was, maybe thinking uh, I shouldn't have heavy, done that. That was a heavy yeah. one, yeah. So I'm trying to balance it up now with, like, 80s rom-coms, okay, just okay. to get myself back in the, in the middle. Um, what else have I been watching? I mean, I, I love the OA. I was so sad that the third series okay. was cancelled. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Really deep and kind of really, like, profound spiritual messages I found in that. And uh, Bojack Horseman, I'm really mm -hmm. addicted to watching that. Yeah, just silly, like nothing really educational when I think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to introduce all your achievements and as and profession as an artist. Like you've you've achieved everything pretty much. Um, 
And from from what I saw, it sort of started. It started to peak for you back in two thousand and nine, maybe yeah. when when you first sort of hit the scene. Yeah. Um. And from what I remember, it was with it was with Chipmunk. Yeah. And it was yeah. on Diamond Rings. That was yeah. that's my first sort of instance of of seeing Emily Sande. Yeah. Um. How did that come? Like, why why did it start for you? What started it? Well, I guess my whole journey into the industry started with meeting Naughty Boy at yeah. Shakan. And, um, you know, I was studying up in Glasgow and I was doing like a medical kind of, you know, after second year, I think you have to go and do like a placement somewhere. Right. So I was in Spain and then I... I Whereabouts in Spain? I was in Madrid. Wicked. So I was in a hospital there. And yeah. then uh, I kind of got in touch with him on MySpace, I think. Oh, no, this was after. Sorry. So then I flew back to London to do a show for um, I Love Live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it was a bit of a disaster because... Like, nobody was listening. Because I think this was the same time Chipmunk was coming out. So it was mainly more of, like, the yeah, rap yeah, yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah. Then I get on stage singing, like, a Nina Simone song a cappella. <laughs> really not reading the room at all. Nobody's listening. Then I'm on my piano. Nobody's listening. I just felt so disheartened. Right. But in the crowd was Naughty Boy. And he came over and he's like, wow, that was amazing. And that's his special talent. Like, he really mm. does know how to find talent, spot it when... When everybody else is kind of blind to it, he really sees people and sees their potential. So we just met and then he was like, come to my car and we'll just like, I want to play you what I'm doing. He was just about to release Black Boys. Right. So it was an amazing time. It was me and my sister in the back of his car. Natty was there and we were just listening to music. And then we basically started working together and we had a great chemistry. And then I was hoovering in Glasgow because I was going back and forth to do school. And I was hoovering, I was like, and he sent me the beat for Diamond Rings. I sent it back down. He was connected to the scene. Yeah, yeah. He sent it to Chipmunk. And the next thing you know, it was like uh, top 10 or top five. And that's how I got my first publishing deal. So that's incredible. That man. was really the moment where I thought, okay, finally I've got my foot in the door. How many of those nights did you have where you, you walk on a stage or you've entered a room and you feel like it's almost like a slog when you're oh. trying to come <laughs> up? You must have had a lot of them. Oh, well, many, yeah. Yeah. And that's part of it. And that's why, even though it sometimes can be heartbreaking, mm. you have to go through it because it is going to happen, sadly, you know. Um, but it will get to a point where you will be respected by audience or you can grow one. But so many shows, so many shows where I remember taking my whole piano somewhere and then nobody was listening and how frustrating it gets. And yeah. I remember one of my first shows in London was in Camden and three people came, one being wow. my, like, old manager. And, you know, you go through these, like, heartbreaking moments, but you have to keep pushing on and you have to learn how to get over it and that's why the kind of success it means so much when Mm. you know when when I was doing the O2 and I was like wow all these people came for me compared to stretching to get three people to come to a show in Camden so you know you have to go through those kind of perceived failures to really appreciate on a deeper level I think 100% but just three years later you released pretty much a masterpiece an album that put you on the map when you Brits yeah sold millions of records yeah like where did that come from it was a crazy journey and again it was just about that natural chemistry I had with Naughty Boy especially Mm -hmm. on that first album because it was you know he believed in me and I believed in him as well and we kind of came up at the same time and we were just really trying to make music that we loved we'd just get in the studio hang out songs would come out one way or another and um yeah that was pretty much what that was and then I went over to America to do a couple of tunes but it really was just what do we love Right. And we would play, the, I remember when we first did Daddy, we're like, oh, well, and we didn't, you know, we didn't know if anyone was ever going to hear it, but we're like, let's just get in the car and drive around London. And we're there with my friend Tanika and we're just like, yeah, play it again, play it again. Oh, and those are memories that you love because 
we had no expectations. I was like, oh, if mm. we can get in the top 10 with this album, that'd be awesome. So the way the whole album blew up was took everybody by surprise, but it was, it just made you trust your instinct a lot more. And if you love it, then I think that will translate to other people. Were you able to handle it okay? Because it must have been a lot. Yeah, it was very fast. And looking back, I probably could have, you know, handled it more sensibly. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, you're 23 and yeah. I just moved to London from this, you know, from Glasgow, but prior to that, this small village in Scotland. So everything was just like, okay, here you go, do what you want. And and it was quite weird to go from this, like, shy girl that, you know, had a couple of friends to suddenly everybody knows your name. And, mm-hmm. and also, like, I, you know, with the quiff and everything, I looked very different to how I naturally do. Mm-hmm. So that I think that was quite, I always felt like, okay, to be Emily Sand, I had to be a different kind of different to who I actually was mm-hmm. whereas now I feel that I can just be myself and hopefully people will still enjoy the music well you, you touched on a couple of things there the first thing was, was Scotland so yeah um coming from where you came <coughs> from I'm guessing there wasn't a lot of creativity around or was there and um, there was creativity in like you know you know Scottish music like Hayley's yeah. and you know parents parents of my friends there was um my friend Nadia's dad, Ross, he kind of, he was a musician. So the first time I ever was in the studio was with him. Wicked. So there was things, but there wasn't, I was always longing to be in London and be yeah, part yeah. of, I always wanted to go to a stage school. I always wanted to kind of just be allowed to be creative without it being something that you do when you're not studying, 100%. you know. But but then on the other hand, I'm, I'm quite lucky that my parents really did push education. They said, you can be a singer, you can do music, but first make sure that, you know, you've got your grades and all of those yeah, yeah. type of things. Is that where the medicine came from then? Yeah, you know, I definitely want to make my parents proud and, you know, when you do well in school, you think, okay, well, what should I do, you know, Mm. veterinary, medicine, engineering and uh, medicine. I I never really thought I'd be able to do it. So when I got the grades I needed, I thought, let's, let's try this in Glasgow. And it was fascinating. I really enjoyed studying and I loved the kind of mental focus it kind of took. But I always knew that music was where my heart was. And whenever I didn't have to study, I'd just be making music. Okay. And I wanted the passion. I'd see some students that were just incredible. They put in all their hours. They do all the extra classes, the seminars. They give up their weekend for things. And I knew that I just didn't have that passion. My passion was in, in the music. In music. So I think I had to at least try it one time just to see if it's something I could do. And did you fit? Did you finish it? Did you graduate? Or? No. Well, no. I studied for four years. Like, I did three years, then I did an intercalated, mm-hmm. like, year. So I graduated with the Bachelor of Science. So I did a year of, like, neuroscience. Wicked. So I felt, you know, at least my dad got to go to graduation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, at least I wasn't completely, um, you know, wait, well, wasting their time and money as well mm. but I, I mean I really loved it it was really a fantastic uni to go to as well Glasgow is fantastic wicked and um, I mean before we get on to the new music and what you've been doing um, I know you've been doing some work with University of Sunderland as well yes. is that right yeah so it sounds like education is still an important oh yeah part of, of, of who you are your identity yeah for sure I mean education changed my dad's life he and, and my mum's so what, what did they do well my dad um, my dad's from Zambia and quite, you know, rural, poor community, but because of his mind, you know, he was able to kind of completely change his life and come over to the UK to study. That's where he met my mum, and Mm -hmm. my mum coming from, you know, a tough, well, a working-class background where it wasn't really encouraged to go to uni. It was Mm -hmm. better to get a job. So both of them really kind of had that educational, like, 
focus in their life and they put that onto my sister and I saying you know people can't take what's already in your mind so right. that's where you can really have power and that's where you can really determine your destiny so yeah education and they met in Sunderland University Which I was is, born in Sunderland yeah so then it was a really beautiful moment I got to but because I was born you know a bit of a unexpected um, <laughs> delivery um, but because I was born my mum wasn't really able to go to her graduation and my dad was back in Zambia so three years ago I got to present them finally with their degrees wow. and it just me being the son you know Chancellor of Sunderland handing their degrees over it was a really beautiful moment. Wow that's yeah. incredible and how did you, how did the becoming that Chancellor come about? Um, I think about just over two years ago, the university reached out and asked if it was something I would consider, and we met up, they came to London, and just everything they stand for, the whole ethos of the university really inspires me, and mm. it's everything I believe in, and my family does, that education should be available to everybody, and not just, you know, it shouldn't just be expected to be a low-level education, why can't it be just as good as those that can pay for it? So I love that they're really trying to offer education and offer facilities to people that, you know, whether you have children or may not be able to afford to kind of study or mm -hmm. have accommodation, they really make it easier to have access to education. And their facilities just keep getting better and better. And yeah. they just opened a med school. So I just, uh, I love it all. And there's so much passion behind what they're doing. And now they're really regenerating the city in new ways. I Which just find it really inspiring. And sorry to stay on this but are they also trying to harness creativity and sort of creative industries because i know that is a that's a big thing right with, with creative people yeah not necessarily sort of within the strict educational sectors yeah um, i guess that's becoming a lot more important especially with the development of technology and yeah you know everything that's going on oh yeah so. absolutely and their facilities i went up there two weeks ago and just seeing what they have in their photography school mm. filmmaking they have radio stations like state-of-the-art equipment so everybody has the chance to kind of really be nationally heard. And if you have talent, I think you can really flourish there. Wicked. Awesome. Um, so you're two albums deep, but we're about to get a third one, right? Yeah, fourth one, actually. Fourth one, sorry. Yeah, we're about yeah. to get a fourth one. Yeah. Um, it's, been, it's been a while. Well, it's been a few years. Yeah. Why now? Um, why now? Well, I'm, I mean, I'm always making music, mm -hmm. you know. So, and there's songs on this new album that are really important to me and I feel show me in a, a different light perhaps people may not have expected and I feel that's the first time I've really had complete artistic control to do what I feel and how okay say what I want to say the, in the way I want to so, so sorry to interrupt you there but what why why is that well it's the first time I've kind of made everything in my own home studio okay. you know which is you know I'm grateful I've always had places to go and make music in but um it makes such a difference when you're kind of in your own territory you know what's available you mm. know how it allowed me to produce a lot more it allowed me a lot more ownership of what was being made um having my family around i was more relaxed you know you're not kind of watching the clock and under pressure to make something um is that a way you but, felt when you were working with labels and or Sometimes, I mean, you yeah. always under, you know, if they send you to LA to work with this amazing producer, you know that that's not cheap. You know that, okay, you've got... Sounds like a dream, though. It is a dream, <laughs> but then you're like, when you get there, you're like, okay, we've got three days. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, even just the flights alone, you better come up with something that's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. So, um, yeah, you've always kind of thinking, someone else is paying for this. I'm and right. in that sense, you always kind of owe them in a sense. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, waiting yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear. And if you don't, then it's, you know... 
oh, you're wasting time, wasting money mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. So it was nice, especially these past couple of years, to slow down a bit and just fall back in love with just making music. I wasn't necessarily trying to make an album, I thought, because when lockdown came, it was it was all at the same time, this big kind of like restart for me because I'd left the label I'd been with for 10 years. Yeah, I'd left the management I'd been with for years. Like everything happened all at the same time at the wow. same publishing company. So it was the first time that I was just me, just a woman. <laughs> you know what did, I mean? Did you feel vulnerable? Uh, a little bit because it was daunting, but at the same time, I was like, if there was more of a, okay, if I want to do this, yeah, I can continue. Yeah. But if I want to do something else now, I don't, oh, and you know, there's nothing that I need to kind of get out of right. or explain to anybody. So it was nice just to be like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, yeah. let's see. Amazing. Um, and then so obviously you started making new music and then you've, you've recently dropped two singles. Yes. yes. So the first one was Family and yes. that was your comeback sort of thing. Yes. And that was the video, which was great. And you were dancing. Yeah. In it and, you know, we haven't really seen that side before. Yeah. Um, talk to me about that record. Yeah, family. Um, that was one that was kind of made in the middle of last year, and um, I was working with a producer called Henry Davies, and I love working with him because again, as it was with Naughty Boy, we just had this super cool chemistry. Mm-hmm. He was open to anything. He wanted to be as left field as possible. So okay. did I. So there were just no rules. There's no one there to tell us not to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we we're just like two kids. Like, why don't we try this? And because he's also an engineer, he knew all the different things you can do and all the different sounds we could create. So yeah, family was just. Uh, it came from just having fun making music, really. Mm. And then um, that must feel so good. That must take you back to back when you were doing those yeah. shows, right? And, oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was just like, oh, wicked. We can do anything. And mm. I had nobody to answer to. And um, luckily, my management were like, actually, we really like this. And then, um, yeah, then it became the first single. And I wanted it to be the first single because I think lyrically it kind of, you know, it said a lot. You know, I needed to go away to meditate and this and that. And it's the message that I want most of my music to kind of, I want it to be uplifting to people. Yeah, 100%. And then you follow that up with um, your most recent one, Yeah. Look What You've Done, Yeah. Um, which you also had uh, Birmingham rapper JK feature yes. on as well. Yeah. I know you've always collaborated with the UK rap scene. Um, what? How did that collaboration come about? Um, that was, um, I was working with... Uh, how did it come? Naughty Boy was working with JK on his his album. Yeah. Um, and we were working on a song on his album called Friend Like Me. So they came over to the house to record so I could record my hook part. And then they were like, oh yeah, play something. You know, JK's so cool. He's just like the yeah. coolest guy ever. So I was just playing <laughs> kind of some new music and then look what you've done. They just, there was this gap where there was the piano um, kind of middle eight part. He's like, yeah, who's who's on there? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'd love it. Obviously, I was too shy to ask him if he'd jump mm. on it, but he actually said, oh, I'd love to go on it. So, and then he just did this killer verse, mm. and I loved it. Everything kind of just came together so nicely, and I love, you know, it's an honor to be in his album as well. And we did, we shot the video um, a couple of weeks ago. Wicked. So yeah, that should be coming out. But um, yeah, it was a great experience and. You know, we worked with Luke Biggins and mm-hmm. on the video, so it was such a shock for everybody yeah, yeah, absolutely. passed away. Right. But I'm so happy that we all kind of had that energy together because it was such a, a natural day and everyone was, there was a great, it was a great warmth and passion yeah, on yeah. the day. And I guess it's amazing you've got a piece of work from, from yeah, Luke as well now yeah. that you can share with the world, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you've, you've, you've collaborated with a lot of UK rappers before. Uh, is there something that gravitates you towards that genre? Were you a fan of it or was it just... 
in yeah. general. <clears throat> I mean, it's always been a part of my journey, um, especially from since I moved to London. Mm. And it's, um, you know, everything from the support that One Extra showed me, even when I just had piano demos. Yeah. Um, I always felt embraced, even though I'm a bit of an outsider, you know, just this girl coming from Scotland, but I've always felt embraced and encouraged and, you know, really supported by um, UK rap scene. And, sure. and I love just... You know, sometimes I wish I could rap because you can say so much and I mm. love the perspective people can bring, the poetry that's within it. So for me, it, it allows me to say so much more when I get to collaborate. And they kind of, um, you know, anyone I've worked with, they really inspire me in the, um, to be bolder and braver. I think that's the great thing about the UK scene. It's not as polished as America no, and it's not. not as removed. It's so much more like part of you know it's just closer and raw it's real and raw exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. so i love i love that it's kind of like okay cool let's really tell the truth amazing what can we expect from this album then what's what's the what's the purpose behind it um i wanted to create a kind of space where it was just something like a space in which you could kind of be free from anxiety of what's going on the kind of it does get quite overwhelming, yeah, you know, how the world is changing and it seems to be speeding up as well. So I really wanted to create music that, or an album that at least when you're playing it for that hour or so, it just gives you this other space, kind of an escapism yeah. or just encouragement. And by the end of it, you feel empowered. So I guess you can expect, there's lots, I mean, there's lots of different genres on there. There's lots of different producers I work with, but I think people will definitely get a deeper sense of myself mm -hmm. through the lyric through the different styles I've chosen. I don't know, just, yeah, I just hope it makes people feel good. I know it yeah. sounds cliche and a bit, like, cheesy, but it's true, you know. You also produced your last track as well. Yeah. Which, is that the first time you've done that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've always been you've in always production, dabbled, yeah, dabbles yeah, yeah, yeah. in an app. I've never really had the guts to say, okay, we're going to release something that I've that produced. That you produce, yeah. And, um... So again, the joys of having the studio there, mm -hmm. and you know that song started just on piano. Uh, it started in Switzerland, <laughs> just piano. So I had how come? How come you were there? Um, I was. I can't. I can't really remember, but I had a day off. And... <laughs> so you just flew to Switzerland. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Sorry, no, I, just, I was there. I think I was doing a show there. Okay. But then we had a day off in between. I was like. I was a bit of a diva. I was like, could I have a keyboard in my room, please? <laughs> <laughs> and I just had this amazing view of the mountains mm. and playing this riff over and over. So for like a while, I was just playing with this riff. And then, yeah, uh, I've always wanted to produce and actually kind of say, this is who I am, you know, beyond the lyric, beyond the piano part. And yeah, finally got to do it. And, you know, I started it. Henry was uh, engineering, the same guy that we did a uh, family together. Yeah. And it was just amazing. He was... I love working with him because he knew that I had this wish to produce. And mm. often sometimes in the studio, especially as a woman, if you say I want to produce, then people are like, let me help. And, let, and sometimes yeah, you don't have the room to yeah, actually yeah, yeah. do it yourself. Because there's, there's none to re really look up to. I'm sure there's a few, but yeah, just exactly. on the surface level, who, who do females look up to to produce? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And to have that confidence. So I love, you know, I love working with Henry because he always gave me that extra boost. He's like, yeah, you've done it. That's wicked. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So to kind of have that reassurance and then um, Darren... Darren Jones added additional production to it, so it just feels nice to be like, okay, cool, this is me. This is this is what I wanted it to sound like and feel like. Amazing, um, and I'm guessing you know you've been all over the songwriting because songwriting is actually a ma another massive part of your career, yes, which yeah. maybe not everyone's aware of. But you've written hits for everyone, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I love I love lyrics, and you yeah. know, I think if I was left with one thing I could do, I'd just love to either write poetry or just lyrics, because I think that's where you know the strength of the song is, mm-hmm. and the melody, obviously. But um, yeah, so the whole album, yeah, I feel like I've gone a lot deeper lyrically in certain songs, and uh, yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm just quite impatient now to get it out, because okay. it's all done. It's the first time I've had an album actually done. Ready. Um, so, but yeah, early next year it should be out. Amazing. Um, what's keeping you motivated at the minute? Um, what's keeping me motivated? Um, getting the music out. I have this yeah. kind of like distant, you know, um, you know, focus on let's get it out and let's do it in the best way it can. Because once you put so much work into something and the hours you obsess over the mixing and the mastering and you just want to make sure that when it does actually get released, it's given the best chance it can have. So it feels good to actually have a focus. And also I have a show coming up in January at the Roundhouse. Amazing. And, um, another one in Sunderland and Birmingham. So, not uh, uh, sorry, Brighton. Brighton. So um, that's a major focus for me now because yeah. I really want to just do it at the piano, just singing. Wow. And that'll be the first time I've ever done that. So Really? Yeah. So practicing yeah. a lot, piano, and just really getting more confident at holding the show by myself. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um, just before we wrap up, I, just, I mean, obviously, <laughs> as an artist and as an individual, you've, you've pretty much done everything anyone could want to do in, in music, right? Um what would you say to the sort of generation coming next, especially females um, who are trying to break into an industry that is typically male-dominated, mm. race as well playing a part? Mm. Um, what would be your words of advice or encouragement to that next generation? Um, I would say, hmm, I would say, try and it would be such a shame to kind of lose that connection with who you're actually singing to. You know, I think the internet is a wonderful, it's a wonderful world, and it. It does make your job easier sometimes in kind of getting your music out there and getting it heard. But I, I would really encourage, like we're talking about, even if you're going to have certain gigs that feel deflating or disheartening, mm. like try and get on stage as much as possible because you've kind of got the pandemic to deal with now and it's so hot. Brexit also to deal with. So going on tour as a young new artist is so much harder. Um, but I would recommend just trying to get on stage and facing facing the audience right. you know even though it can be really daunting but for me looking back that's one of the kind of it sharpens your sword a bit and mm. it just kind of it brings it back to what you're actually doing and I think it can give you more of a unique um expression and make you stand out in different ways but I'd also say never feel like you have to fit into one box or the other you know I think now we have so much new music out from different cultures, which is beautiful, but I think at the same time it is becoming a little bit homogenized. Like, if you make this, that's where that's you stand, you. and this mm. is the type of producer you need to use, this is the thing you need to sing about, mm. and girls, you have to be sexy, and this, that, and the other. Mm. Of course, be who you are, and express, and use, you know, be what it is, but I think don't feel too pressured to do that. Easier said than done, but... I think it's becoming a lot harder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think sometimes, even if it doesn't look like you've got the views or the numbers or whatever, keep pushing through because eventually mm. it will be kind of acknowledged that you're creating and saying something that is your own design, not somebody else telling you what to do. Amazing. Great yeah. advice. That's yeah. um. <laughs> <laughs> how you tell myself, but you know. There you go. Um, amazing. So I normally wrap up on two questions. Okay. First one is, what was the first piece of music you remember purchasing or getting hold of, going into a shop to buy, downloading maybe? Oh, God. I wish it was a bit cooler, <laughs> but I think it was a Mariah 
Perry, All I Want for Christmas. Oh, it was an Asda, you know, the one yeah, that had yeah, the CD yeah, yeah, So, yeah, and I loved it. It's a strong one. It's and a I mean, strong, yeah, and Mariah Carey, so yeah, it was a good yeah, place yeah. to start. I mean, yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, second and final thing, stage or studio? That's a difficult one because... Yeah, that's why it's last. Uh, <laughs> oh, depends if the show goes well or not. <laughs> uh, I'd say... Oh, stage I guess right now I'm, I'm craving the stage You're so craving much. It now, yeah. yeah amazing yeah. well Emily thank you very much really appreciate your time thank and you all the best me. for the album thank you